Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, I think I'll use this episode to poke fun at some of our AL East foes. Uh, both Tampa and Toronto have been eliminated uh, from the first round of the playoffs, so I guess we'll just poke a little fun at that. But really, focus on the Rays there. Um, really, really getting shocked, I would say, by the um, Texas Rangers there. Um, not just because they lost, you know, the first two games, but just, you know, they're pretty completely shut down. Of course, we went into previous start with uh, Jordan Montgomery there. Uh, you know, they won the first game 4 to nothing, and then backed that up by a second game, winning by 7-1. to Really just took it to Tampa, uh, in Tampa there. And we'll focus on that as well as just the, really the, the fans. I mean, the, the crowds they got were min- minuscule. I mean, for a playoff game, I mean, I know I understand it's Tampa, but still, I mean, you had a 99-win team. Again, normally in circumstances, you'd be, you'd be the AL East champion with that, because, of course, Baltimore had a little bit of a better season there. Uh, but nevertheless, bad job for the fans. So we'll kind of get into all that stuff. But before we do, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so there's still some playoff baseball left to go. Kind of, you know, drop in once in a while with that. And of course, we have the offseason ahead of us um, as they focus on this Yankees team and rebuilding them so they could be in the mix come 2024. So as many previous episode with Jordan Montgomery, the former Yankee, uh, uh, Yankees traded last season, did well with the Cardinals and came up here uh, again on a bad Cardinals team, but he himself still pitching well now get traded over to Texas and it looks like he just kicked it up a notch. Again, gave them a great performance in game one there. Seven innings, shutout baseball, five strikeouts. We all had a, a, a nice diving play there that get Siri out, try to sneak a single there. But nevertheless, to focus on the second game, um, now really Texas bats just came out strong, but really I want to focus on one person that is Nathan of yet another pitcher who was once in a Yankee uniform and went elsewhere and has flourished. Now, I don't know if you remember the whole backstory with Avaldi. Now, he got drafted by the Dodgers, uh, would eventually get traded to the Miami Marlins, and that's where the Yankees got him. Uh, you know, again, a good trade, I would say, by Cashman, so if people want to knock Cashman. Uh, so they traded a veteran Martin Prado, who they had, as well as uh, David Phelps at the bullpen, and in that deal, not only get Avaldi, but kind of a throw in was Domingo Herman. So the Yankees got really two good arms out of that. I know, I know Herman has his problems right now, but if you just look at the value of that trade, definitely a win for Brian Cashman on there. So for all the Cashman haters out there, um, hey, that's, that's a feather in his cap. I know it was like seven, eight years ago, but it did happen. Now, of all the Yankees kind of struggled a little bit at first, but then his second season, uh, 2015, did pick it up and did develop a split-finger fastball midway through and posted a 14-3 and record uh, with the ERA just a little bit over four. So 14-3, and not too bad. Now, unfortunately for him, so at the end of the season, they had a little elbow inflammation. They had to shut him down in September. Now, if the Yankees did go on to the next round there, that's the year they lost to Houston in that one-game wild card at Yankee Stadium where they got blanked 3-0 there by Dallas Keuchel. If the Yankees would have been able to win that game and move to the next round, the ALDS, Avaldi would have been ready to pitch. But unfortunately, again, this Yankee season was over, and so was he. Now, the next year after that, 2016, uh, Voldy started to struggle a little bit. And then, of course, it turns out um, he had a torn uh, tendon in his, his elbow, and he needed Tom and John surgery. So not only is it, he lost 2016, but as well as all 2017. And since you know he was going to go, very obviously was going to go for free agency after 2017, the Yankees just outright released him. So the Yankees had this guy under control. Now, 2018, they did have an opportunity to be a free agent to bring him back. But I guess this maybe felt with the surgery was too risky. I don't know. And eventually, Tampa Bay Rays would give him a contract, a one-year deal for $2 million. Now, you know, one year, $2 million, that doesn't sound a lot. So, I mean, if, if the Yankees really wanted him back, I mean, the Yankees probably could have offered him the same amount. He probably would have came back, maybe for a tad less, perhaps. Who knows that? So, it seemed like the Yankees had no interest in this guy. And again, his guy at one point threw one of the best fastballs in the league, even though he was kind of wild a little bit. But, you know, he was always throwing 99. Again, he was known to have, like, they would call the heaviest fastball in the league there. So you figure a guy like that, maybe you don't really want to let him go like that. But I guess the Yankees took an evaluation of him. Maybe that and the surgery just felt it was too risky. So 
end up going elsewhere. Now, from there, uh, Tampa, Midway, gets traded to the Boston Red Sox. And, of course, we know 2018, the Boston Red Sox went on to win the World Series. And, again, Evaldi was a critical part of that. Being a jack-of-all-trades, spot-starting, being a long reliever, as well as closing games. And so he was there uh, in the final game, and he was able to get his uh, ring with the Boston Red Sox. So, again, here's a guy in the Yankee uniform, goes elsewhere. Kind of picks up his game a little bit. Now he's a World, World Series champion. We, meanwhile, 2018, um, again, the Yankees got eliminated by the Red Sox, as we all can remember. And now Evaldi kind of bounced around a little bit. You know, got signed a four-year deal to stay in Boston. And now, more recently, signed a deal with the Texas Rangers. He had a pitch for them. So, you know, guys bounced around a little league a little bit. Now you look at his career, 73-70. and 70, So, you know, overall, lifetime record of only three games over 500. In certain moments, he's shined, and he's shined for the Red Sox, and now uh, shined in this game, too, um, against Tampa. Now, he went six and two-thirds inning, only gave him one run, but eight strikeouts, again, which you would call an ace performance. Uh, so, two guys that used to be in Yankee uniforms giving you ace performances for another team, and now Texas will move on, and Tampa will pack it in there. So... I uh, just wanted to kind of, yeah, yeah, I always liked the Valdez and they, they, the Yankees, you know, even last season, uh, they were talking about possibly uh, trading for him, you know, trade with Boston to get him in here. Uh, I don't know, you know, moving forward, um, we'll, we'll see what happens after this season. I mean, he is 33 years old now. He's getting on the, again, the wrong side of 35 there approaching. So I don't know if, the, you know, if the Yankees would have interest in this guy. And probably not just because you're not going to admit that you had a guy, you let him go and you kind of just take the loss there. I don't think they'll be looking to bring him back, but you never know what happens there. So uh, they move on. And as well as our other friends, the Toronto Blue Jays, they also eliminated uh, lost the first two games against Minnesota there. And for Minnesota, the game one was their first playoff win in like 17 years. Again, their bane of their existence or whatever has been the New York Yankees have been the ones that pretty much it always seems like every time they make the playoffs, they always the Yankees also make the playoffs. And so they always face the Yankees in, in, in the first round. And Yankees always eliminate them. So this is going back to like, you know, 2002, 2003. Uh, so, you know, I guess Minnesota's happy not to face the New York Yankees. Uh, so they finally get in, get their first postseason win. And again, they get their first postseason advance uh, in a long time, so they, they they knock off the Blue Jays two games and nothing there, so they would move on. So uh, I guess that's all that's left now is Baltimore, and obviously since they are the division winners, they were able to skip the first round. Of course, having a, an impressive record as well, uh, so they'll you know they'll move on there. So I guess Baltimore Orioles are the only AL East representative left. And if one will jump back to the Tampa series there against Texas, I mean bad job by the fans. I mean game one only had nineteen thousand people, game two only had twenty thousand people. Wow, just a thousand more. I mean, come on, you got a team that won 99 games. I know there's no big stars like Ichiro or Aaron Judge or, you know, or Dela Cruz on the team like that, whatever, but come on, you got to gotta show up a little bit more than that and you know it's not, it's not like you know these games are i guess he had sunday or, you know if it's on sunday you know sands football even that even though the tampa bay bucks a terrible season at least you can have an excuse for that but it's like a midweek like what else is going on in tampa i don't know so bad job by the fans there now i don't know if we got into this during the regular season but tampa is finally gonna get a new stadium they announced it so it's not gonna be ready till 2028 it's gonna stay in st pete so uh you know they're not actually the organization isn't moving unlike you know possibly the oakland a's there uh but again those fans don't even deserve it. It's just going back to Miami Marlins. You know, the Miami Marlins got a new stadium. And guess what? You go in there and it's dead empty. And it's just going to be the same thing. They'll have this all, you know, state-of-the-art ballpark and all this fancy stuff. Maybe the first, you know, couple of months just because it's new, fine. But after that, it's going to be the same thing. No one's going to show up there. So, uh, I don't know what it is with baseball in Tampa, why this doesn't click in with them. I mean, I understand a lot of former New Yorkers and people from the East Coast moved down there, okay, and they still love their old team. But there's got to be some fan base figure accumulated. I mean, they've been around since, I think, 98 was the first year of Tampa Bay. So, I mean, they've been around now over, like, 25 years. Like, you would think 
all right, you know, newer baseball fans, young kids growing up in the area. I mean, they should have a little bit, you know, a little better representation like that. And especially, you know, you had a team that won 99 games. You think it would be excitable about that. I remember how they started the season. They, they like ripped off like 13, 14 games in a row to like start the season. Maybe even more than that. I think it was only like 20. Uh, it's got up to a ridiculous start. But again, it's a terrible fan base for them. But nevertheless, they're going to get their new ballpark in a few years. So uh, that's the episode. So I just kind of want to rub salt in the wounds of both the Tampa Bay Rays and Toronto. Kind of just focus on Nathan Avaldi, another guy who was in Yankee pinstripes who we let go and now is doing well elsewhere. Uh, you know, same old story there. And maybe we'll catch you on the next round of playoffs. Mm-hmm.